It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Port, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day three, Compliance at Corporate Principles in Today's World. For corporations, navigating the political landscape has become an increasingly difficult task. While being admonished to stay in their lane by some, businesses are just like their stakeholders, impacted by the ever-changing political miasma. When this new reality is coupled with new levels of transparency in companies, which are only amplified by social media, a company can find itself embroiled in a very public controversy with one or more stakeholder groups. As these situations occur, CCOs and compliance professionals will be called upon to help companies navigate this fraught process. In a Harvard Business Review article entitled Strategy in a Hyper-Political World, authors Roger Martin and Martin Reeves opined on how companies can make smart decisions when values clash. Some recent examples the authors pointed to included when Delta stopped offering discounts to NRA members following a 2018 school massacre in Florida. It was threatened with the withdrawal of fuel subsidies in Georgia. When Disney spoke up on LGBTQ plus rights in Florida, it lost its special governance status and rights in that state. When H&M voiced concerns about cotton sourcing and human rights in China, its revenues in that country plummeted. When the Russia invaded Ukraine, McDonald's was forced to exit a business it had painstakingly built in Russia over a 30-year period. For change, this change for corporations has been percolating for some time. As with many changes over the past few worlds, the politicizing of corporations accelerated during COVID-19 and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. In addition to the increased amplification through social media noted, the authors believe the workplace has become the main vehicle for socialization and self-expression. As employees seek to express their identities and beliefs at work, they increasingly expect their companies will support the issues they care about. Companies have for years wanted this type of commitment and engagement with its employees, but all these changes, new risks are present. Moreover, many CEOs who have taken a stance on social issues say the impetus was that their employees expected and lobbied for it. In other words, as the authors believe, the corporate playing field has expanded far beyond simply justifying strategic decisions in purely business terms. How can compliance help a company navigate through all this? The authors stated to make and implement the best strategic choices in this environment Leaders will have to, one, develop robust principles to guide strategic choices, two, address ethical issues early, three, consistently communicate and implement their choices, four, engage beyond the industry to shape the context, and five, learn from mistakes to make better choices in the future. This is a process that can be facilitated by the compliance function. Number one, develop robust principles. The first step is understanding the salient social and political issues for your company. The second step is envisioning where and how those issues might intersect with your businesses and the choices they imply. 
The third step is hearing and understanding the opinions of your employees on those issues because, as we've noted, they are often the reason companies take a stand on political issues. They caution the principles must be broad enough to apply across a major source of political tension to which the company is likely to be exposed, and they should be clear. Finally, they should be easily audited. Number two, address ethical issues early. Admittedly, anticipating and shaping ethical challenges requires a delicate balancing act, but companies are now required to be more nimble and more agile. Individual companies may be able to move earlier and with greater control, but eventually complex issues may necessitate collective action, often initiated by a market leader. An organization should assess how and where it should operate, as well as the need to anticipate, preempt, shape, nascent ethical challenges. This may require a high degree of creative problem solving, but it offers often garners outsized political goodwill and strategic advantages for early movers. Once an issue has become front page news, political camps will be entrenched and the company's room for maneuver will be limited. This was most strikingly seen in the wake of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, where companies were presented with a stark choice from their employees and other stakeholders, support democracy or suffer the impacts of being pro-Putin. Companies who quickly responded were also in a much better position when the inevitable economic and trade sanctions began to be levied. Number three, consistently communicate and implement choices. It is critical that principles be communicated to all and understood by all employees because they will influence expectations of the stakeholders outside the company. They should also be publicly transparent. As the fair process doctrine implies, principles are credible only if they are applied consistently. Uh, They must be part of the everyday making of business decisions, not simply called up in response to pressure after a situation has exploded. Just as senior leaders must not simply talk the talk but walk the walk, principles which only inform communications but not action will not be credible over time or effectively in navigating risk. A company should use its company's principles to engage with and solve issues preemptively and collaboratively whenever possible. A company standing against corruption will have a greater impact if it works with other stakeholders to address that issue and improve the context, even if at the time of the day a decision about whether to stay in business in question or exit is required. Number four, engage beyond the industry. If there has been one change around principles, it has been that that some issues are larger than any one company can impact. Some issues are beyond even an entire industry and businesses because you need to work with civil government, civil society and government on the hardest and most deeply entrenched issues to affect change. Failing to do, failing to do can lead to accepting the unpredictability of the endless series of ad hoc responses having regulation forced on the industry owing to insufficient impact from their efforts. And there were, are new important lessons which to build consensus. Perhaps the clearest example of this is human trafficking and human slavery in the business context and the passage of the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act. This legislation sailed through U.S. Congress almost unanimously as corporations had taken stand on the abuse of such persons who were potentially embedded somewhere in their supply chains. This type of public-private collaboration is now seen in other areas, such as trade and economic sanctions in the wake of the Russian invasion of Ukraine 
and a fighting against money laundering. And finally, number five, continuous improvement. Your business will not always get everything right. Indeed, a compliance program is designed to prevent, detect, and remediate. That means fixing problems as they are detected. I was therefore gratified when the author cited to Siemens for such an example in the wake of their massive corruption scandal involving FCPA violations. The authors noted that Siemens began by cleaning house. It hired its first ever external CEO, who within months of taking over, had replaced 80% of the top level of executives, 70% on the next level down, and 40% on the level below that. Next, it made the earnest and long-term commitments to atone for its past actions. It has supported government investigations and set up the Siemens Global Integrity Initiative to fund collective action to reduce corruption, which has allowed the company to continue to bid on government contracts. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, a company can no longer simply stay in its lane. Your stakeholders won't allow it. Your employers won't allow it. Uh, your leaders may not allow it. Uh, you have to live in today's world. Number two, companies should lead the way to develop robust principles to guide cultural choices. Uh, this takes work. It's going to take uh, time and effort, but companies, or rather compliance, must lead this. And number three, even in culture, continuous improvement is a mandate. Remember, culture is a risk, and like any other risk, it's subject to the same risk process mechanism. Risk assessment, risk management strategy, based on that risk assessment, continuous monitoring, and continuous improvement. So continuous improvement is a mandate in this arena as well. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.